What's up, you guys? Welcome back. My name's Corinne. I can finally record an episode without sounding like literal death. I tried to record one last week and it just didn't work. I'm still a little congested right now, but I would like to press the rewind button on 2024 because I wasn't expecting the new year to start off like this. Because it was like the day after New Year's. We're si I'm sitting there with Bobby and he looks at me and he's like, oh my God, I think I'm starting to get sick. I personally would rather be sick than deal with Bobby being sick because you know how dramatic boys can be. They want us to feel so bad for them. They can't do anything for themselves. Like I saw this one TikTok where it's like after nine months of carrying your baby, giving birth, not being able to walk for a week, I now get what it's like for my husband to have a cold. Like... It all makes sense now. <laughs> and I was just like, that is Bobby to a T. But he was going on day like five or six with still being sick. And I'm like, oh, I kind of feel bad that like I didn't believe him in the beginning. And then, of course, I start to get sick. I thought I was going to dodge it. I don't know. I don't think it was the flu. I never ran a fever. But when I tell you, this was like a massive lingering head cold for the longest time. Like normally this can go through me like in a span of three, four days. This one, it was like a new symptom every single day. It slowly got worse to the point where I'm on like day four, day five. And when I tell you, the energy that drained away from my body. I was just laying in bed, couldn't even taste any food, just so congested, headache. My eyes would like burn. If I closed my eyes, it was the weirdest feeling. And I have slowly, every day since like those two really bad days have gotten a little bit better. I feel like being sick this long got me out of, I haven't worked out for two weeks. It got me out of what I typically do. And when I get out of a, some sort of routine, it's hard to get back into it. So that's kind of what I've been just trying to focus on is just get back to what I was doing and try to forget that this last week and a half has even happened. Let's get into the question of the week. How to avoid guilt or shame around food. I have come a long way with my relationship with food and I don't feel the guilt or shame like I used to, but that doesn't mean I don't experience it still. Heck, I just beat myself up for days whenever I thought I was responsible for causing my gestational diabetes, but I feel like you're lying to yourself if you say I eat whatever I want and I never feel guilty for it. And if you really don't, kudos to you. I would say the gray space within this question is it is very normal to feel guilt and shame around certain foods, but you can lower the level and how often you experience it by picking out foods to eat based on how it's best going to serve you. So say you're running late and you didn't have time to eat breakfast, so you grab a croissant from Starbucks and a 500 calorie latte. You got to ask yourself, is that gonna make me feel my best at work? Or is it gonna give me crippling anxiety from all the caffeine and leave me hungry within an hour because my blood sugar is so high 
because all I've had is pretty much carbs and sugar. Carbs and sugar is the same thing. But anyways, we tend to make decisions on food that doesn't best serve us when we are in a stressed out or emotional state because we are looking for some sort of comfort. And then we start beating ourselves up right after. I shouldn't have had that. Why didn't I wake up a little earlier? I really need to make sure that I go to the gym now that I had that. Those are all the little thoughts that we have afterwards or when we're feeling this guilt and shame. So once you start practicing how to pick foods that are best going to serve you more so for the long-term value instead of that immediate comfort, having birthday cake at a party, going out to dinner with your friends and having whatever the hell you want, or even a night out and there's late night pizza, It's not going to feel as bad because you're not doing it all the time. You don't gain weight from those particular events that only happen once or twice a month. You gain weight from how you are choosing to eat in your everyday routine and you're not focusing on the foods that do best serve you at that time. So after that hard workout, why don't you pick a meal with protein and whole grains? Maybe you had a long day at work and have no energy to cook, which is very common. This is the time that eating out might best serve you. But pick something protein-based that at least includes a vegetable so you're getting some more whole foods and nutrients in. Your body is going to want and need different things at different times. But when you start to pick foods that make you feel good and best serve your body, you're going to want to continue to make decisions based on that most of the time, which will help lower the amount of food guilt and shame that you experience. All right, so it's time to catch up. We talked a little bit about me getting over the sickness. I'm glad it happened sooner rather than later though, because my shower is coming up. And if I felt like I did last week, this week getting ready for the shower, I would be losing my shit. Planning it has honestly been enjoyable. I've pretty much done it all myself, other than the help of my mom and my mother-in-law. You know, Pinterest and Etsy, they've been my saving grace with this. I really wanted to be that person that's done with the nursery by now, but it's been a lot. Like, I wanted to see what I was going to get for my shower, and one thing that is a con about finding out the gender is you get a lot more baby clothes, and people won't look at the registry as much, so... You might want to take that into consideration when you are planning your shower. I know before I even thought about having kids and I was invited to a baby shower, I didn't even think to look at the registry. But don't be like me. Always, always, always look at the registry. Get something off of that because I would always think like, oh, I'm just going to get them a really cute outfit. Babies grow out of clothes so fast. And you know what the mom will appreciate more? some nipple pad or a diaper trash can, a changing pad, especially if this is your first baby. The embroidered baby onesie is adorable. Do not get me wrong, but she's probably only going to wear it once. So always, always look at the registry whenever you are invited to one of these. We started ordering all of the nursery furniture, got our recliner in, The crib is on its way. Pottery Barn Kids, really cute. Some stuff is really expensive and not necessary, but you can get some pretty good deals on there. I don't necessarily have a theme for our nursery. 
I wanted it to be more gender neutral furniture so everything's pretty much all white and then I can add decorations that are more towards girl like I'm adding a cute little canopy for her um, adding some like butterfly decorations adding like a little pink rug things like that um, so I can easily change that out for the next baby god willing so I'm excited to get all that taken care of and show you guys what it looks like when it's done because after the shower it is just getting that nursery done so I feel like I haven't talked about working out in a while. And I know around this time of year, people have their New Year's resolutions. They want to prioritize the gym more in 2024. And this episode is great for not only the new year, but any time that you are just getting the urge to be like, I need to get my butt back into the gym. But I get how overwhelming it can be to start off when you're new to this. So this is going to be more towards a beginner's guide to creating your ideal gym routine that you're not only going to keep up with this year, but we want to exercise and move our body the rest of our lives. This is for my girls and guys that want to build a realistic routine for their health, get stronger, improve their fitness, and learn how to actually enjoy it because I get it. Working out can be really hard in the beginning especially if you haven't done it in a while. It can feel really daunting because you don't know what to do, where to begin, where to go. There are so many different types of gyms and fitness studios now, but there's a beauty in it also because there is a space for everyone and everyone is different. But you have to put yourself out there in order to figure out how you want to move your body because there is no wrong way. Any movement is good movement. Now, if I was starting off from the beginning, I want to share with you guys what I would personally do. Number one, I would get into the habit of walking. I can thank my mom for forcing me to do this at a really young age. She's always been a fitness fanatic. And I remember she would make me walk all these hills in our neighborhood because it was a part of her routine. And she couldn't leave me home alone. And she had my brother in the stroller. And the way she got me to do it, because looking back, those were some brutal hills. <laughs> I drove in our old neighborhood the other day because my friend just moved there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I used to walk up these hills all the time. And I was like five or six years old. But she would promise me I could go to the park and swing on the swings. And I was a slut for a swing when I was little. Like it was my favorite thing to do. But at a young age, she got me into the habit of it. And walking, it's going to benefit you so much no matter what size, age. It's low impact. It's simple. We all know how to do it. And you could pretty much do it anywhere. You work from home, get a walking pad. Go to your apartment or local gym. Or just get outside. You're going to be burning calories, strengthening your heart, lowering your blood sugar. This actually helps ease your joint pain it's going to boost your immune function, energy, improve your mood, which is always the main thing that I do for it. I walk for my mental health and it's going to extend your life. So if you're not doing that, start there. We don't have to jump into anything huge. You are going to see so many benefits from just doing that. So if you're not doing that, start there. If you're already there, next, what we want to do is figure out what kind of exercise we want to start doing. 
you might not know or are confused about where to start because you just hear all this conflicting information on how weightlifting can make women bulky or Pilates is actually the thing that's going to give you the best body and it's going to give you that toned look. But then you're thinking you need to feel the intensity in the burn or it's not working. So I need to do a really hard class like kickboxing or join a hit gym. I'm going to keep this really simple for you. The best thing to start off with is the basics and focusing on strength. So resistance training is going to be the best thing for your body. You might have guessed that I was going to say that, but you want to start with body weight, bands, or dumbbell type of exercises. I want you to avoid doing any sort of workout you find on Pinterest or random workouts from your favorite influencer you find on social media. We're not doing that. If you want to see faster results in your body composition and strength, you want to follow a program. So you're focusing on the same type of exercises for a length of time, and you can work on progressing with your form, your tempo, your weight, and just your confidence in general. You can do this at home. If you buy some dumbbells or bands, if you're too nervous to start off at a gym, Or you can get a gym gym membership and start off maybe in a corner where no one's going to bother you. Or even go into a studio room where no one is at and if if you do experience any type of gym anxiety. But make sure you have a workout program to follow so you don't go and start doing just random things. Add this into your schedule two, three times a week max. You got to be real with yourself and ask yourself, what is something I can keep up with in 10 plus years? Two to three days seems like a reasonable answer. Now I would stick with this for a while until you have a good routine going, you're showing up for yourself consistently, you're noticing the improvements. This is when you can start to branch out and explore a little more. Now you have some sort of base so you don't feel as lost and not nearly as out of shape This is when I would try maybe a new class once every week or two to just explore to see what other type of movement is out there that you might really like. I'm not a huge fan of solely going to classes and the reason why is different types of classes have different benefits, some better than others. I really want you to hear me out on this because When people want to start their fitness journey, a lot of people go the route of just joining a gym. They do their free class. They died during their free class, so they think this is what's going to get them the body that they want. They're in this contract for a year now, and they do see maybe a little bit of change in the beginning, but then it just stops working. So let me just give you an example. Say you start off at a high-intensity interval gym you end up really liking it and you go a lot because you're in this unlimited contract. You can go as many days as you want and you want to get your money's worth. You see some results at first. You get addicted to that. So then you do more and more until you're nearly up five, six days a week, sometimes doubling up on classes. This is when the exercise isn't going to be nearly as effective. You're better off sticking to those two days a week Because if you're constantly wearing and tearing on your body, it's stressed out. And now you have sleep issues. Now you can't lose any more weight. And you can't stop because 
if you do, you'll actually gain weight because your body's so used to burning all those calories all that often. I worked at a hit gym for years, so I saw this take place with tons and tons of people. And it was just sad because, you know, these members would be going on their fifth year and they haven't changed at all. In fact, some have more injuries that they had to cancel because they just did it too much. Now, if that gym offers different types of classes, it's not always just some high intensity thing. That is different. You know, say they offer strength training classes and HIIT classes. You just need to be careful when studios label their workouts as a strength training class because if you're jumping around, barely taking any rest periods, your heart rate is up the entire time, and they just give you weights to hold on top of that, your body's still going to recognize that as cardio and not as strength training. Less is more when it comes to these classes, when it comes to cardio. You don't want to get your body used to doing so much unless you are purposely training for something like a marathon or an event that is based solely off of more of a performance goal. Performance and aesthetics, totally different goals. We want to do the least amount of work and see the best benefit in our body, our health, and our hormones. So I will always recommend the sweet spot is low impact movement, aka walking as much as you can. There are studies shown that if you go over 12,000 steps a day, you've exceeded the benefits that day, but walk as much as you want. Two to three days of resistance training and add in one to two days of your favorite type of exercise, whether it be a studio class like Pilates, bar, yoga, maybe you want to join a running club, hit, dancing. I know people love their Pelotons, biking, swimming, whatever your little heart desires. It's normal to get bored. So those one to two days of adding that type of exercise or movement you want to do can always change so you can keep that spark going. I know people that have had a hard time with staying consistent because they just get bored and uninspired on what they've been doing. It happens because we're not robots. We aren't meant to do the same exact things over and over and over. But having some sort of structure is going to be important and having that base. But not labeling yourself or putting yourself in a box. I did that in the beginning because I got right into bodybuilding. And I would only work out like a bikini competitor would instead of branching out to see what else I liked and worked on things like yoga and Pilates that my body desperately needed. You just got to tell yourself, if you've been doing the same things over and over, something needs to change. I'm going to go make some lunch, probably put some more Vicks on my chest and drink a little bit of tea after talking for so long, my throat's starting to hurt. This is exactly what I would do if I was completely starting over in order to be able to hit my goals and actually sustain a routine that I can do for the rest of my life and really keep that spark alive. Don't forget to rate the pod. Hit that little five-star button. Please, please, please. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. See ya.